In today's episode, Marina's story covers the pitfalls of living at home and the benefits of living with seven men. And Jillian's story covers a parkouring princess who knew how to tweet before Twitter. Episode, episode zero zero one zero zero numero uno zero 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 how many zeros binary oh no wait 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 can we spell pick your poison in binary code no how long is that gonna don't ask me to do things that i don't know how to do marina i believe in you i you i mean you never asked me to clean my room but obviously i don't know how to do that what makes you think i know how to do binary code because you're magic i believe in you oh yeah do you i do i do you suck when i let you down oh my anyways (laughs) this is pick your poison this is pick your poison where where antidote is the antidote antidote. oh my god wait what did you say i just said the last word no you said it no wait nope no either way it works it works either way anecdote is Is the the antidote or where the antidote is the anecdote Go with that one because that Brandon. one worked better. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> this is going to be really lovely to edit. We yes. need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So, this is our podcast. I'm Marina Lopez. And I'm Jillian Patterson. And uh, yeah, this is Pick Your Poison, where we tell you grim fairy tales right now. Mm-hmm. For right now, it's grim fairy tales. Who knows? Maybe we'll tell you more tales. Maybe that we'll are expand grim. to other origins, other planes of existence. Wait, okay, how about countries first, and then okay. other planes of existence? I mean, you say countries, I say planes of existence. Yeah, so. Same difference. Really? Um, Just some for them from the fourth dimension. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so, uh, all the while, mm-hmm. feel free to drink with us, because we have picked our poisons. Oh my gosh, why is this cute? <laughs> it, I hate to break it to you, but it's not... Is it? I think it is. I mean, maybe you're cute. You're cute. Oh, my God. No, you don't understand. My thing is self-deprecation. It's okay. I'm fine with it. Because secretly, I'm actually really confident. So if you're wondering what Pick Your Poison is about, we're going to talk about fairy tales eventually. Eventually. And we're going to talk about the symbolism of them. Because guess what? Those stories aren't really about what you think that they're about. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's most of life is right when i'm mad at you i'm really not mad at you because you picked me up late Mm -hmm. i'm mad at you because i'm terrified about growing up yes yeah Mm -hmm. see it's stuff like that (laughs) stuff like exactly exactly so what marina's trying to say is a bird isn't really a bird in the story it's a plane it's It's the soul of your dead grandmother. It's too soon. I know. By the way, RIP grandma. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you serious? (laughs) No, I'm not serious. Oh my God. To the listeners. To the listeners. Never mind. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Anyways, pick your poison. Okay, we're back. We're back. Uh, Um, Obviously, we've had a drink. uh, We started drinking. It took us a while to set up. 
Um, we're filming ourselves right now. We are recording ourselves right now with these fantastic mics that we invested in ourselves. And we have a fantastic sound engineer. And get ready. Oh, it looks like we have caller number one. I'm just caller. <laughs> <laughs> we never gave out a number. Tina, what's your issue? <laughs> um, there are these crazy ladies that are telling me to follow the voices in my head. Oh my god, just tell them. Fuck off. Alright, thanks for thanks for calling. Have a good day. <laughs> um anyways, I yeah. we're gonna tell you our fairy tales. We're gonna summarize them. And then we're gonna go into the symbolism of them. So do you wanna go first? Sure. I mean, cause you I know what yours is, cause someone it slipped it out. It slipped. But I also have some background on the Brothers Grimm, which could be like a good That's amazing. Yeah, which could be like a good like segue mm-hmm. into like the rest of the stories that we do. Mm-hmm. Cause they wrote a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, anyways, yeah. Um yeah, I'll go first. So the story that I'm doing this week is Cinderella. Mm. Or as the fat mouse in the Disney version says, Cinderella. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So, should I start with the Brothers Grimm or should I just go into Cinderella? Let's start with Brothers Grimm. Let's okay. start with them. I need to know about them. Okay. So, the Brothers Grimm, also I'm feeling the alcohol. So Me too, girl. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop. Anyways, so uh, the Brothers Grimm. So, they were kind of like when they wrote um, the book of fairy tales that you see in like Barnes and Noble and stuff. Um, they were part of a movement that revived interest in old German tradition. So basically, all the stories that we're about to read um, came from some really old German lady in the country um, that just like told one of the brothers their stories and the other brother translated it and then all that other stuff. So now we have Brothers Grimm. Um, yeah, so they were collected by listening to the stories of peasants and elders. I wrote the German name of the um, Tales of Children and the home, which is the original, written in 1812. Wait, you wrote the German name? I wrote the German name. I'm not going to try and can say I it. Can I try? You can try and say I it. I have very, very basic <laughs> German. I, you know, where is it? Uh, Point to it with your finger. Oh, is you it? You found it. The only German word. Uh, <laughs> is that an E, though, uh, right there at the, towards uh, the end? Yes. Hausmaschen. Hausmaschen! Yes. <laughs> Thanks. And that word that Marina said is German for Tales of Children and the Home. Again, written in 1812. Um, so that's a little bit about Brother Grimm. Actually, also, a lot of their stories have themes of... Actually, no, I'm going to go into this when I talk about Cinderella. Um, anyways, that's the Brother's Grimm. Cinderella specifically. So, have you read Cinderella, the Brother's Grimm version? I feel like I did, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I know details of it, I think, because of s- dear old Stephen Sondheim uh-huh. into the woods. Mm-hmm. Minored in theater, so that was a thing. Of course. What are you doing right now? 
doesn't matter. So Cinderella. <laughs> Brandon's just being Brandon in the Honestly, background. Honestly, he's like looked like a giant cat. <laughs> if you hear in any, the, st- the if, you, of my eye. if you hear any strange noises, or you hear me and Marina being distracted, it's Brandon <laughs> who just meowed. How <laughs> my favorite murder is this? We oh, have our own no. cat. His name is Brandon. By the way, we're he's both fans. Humans. We're yeah, both fans. Huge fans of my favorite. Murder. I'm a Karen. Just <laughs> <laughs> She is slow. Um, anyways, Cinderella, back on track. So Cinderella, um, I'm going to look at Cinderella through the lens of the Disney version, because that's the version that we all know. Um, there's a surprising amount of birds in Cinderella. So the fairy godmother, the mice, the horse, they're all just birds. What? They're all birds. They don't exist? They don't exist. They're literally just birds. So the fairy, so there's a bird that yes. grants delicious? Yes. Let me explain. So, um, and there's also like some weird thing with like a hazel twig. The Okay, they're like kind of specific and not specific. For example, Cinderella has to pick up lentils from the ashes in the fireplace. I knew about that. I think that's great. Like, why lentils? That's so specific. Shut up. Shut up, no, Marina. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat what Marina just Listen, said. Listen, there are some elements of mystery to this uh-huh. podcast. It's part of our allure. So guess why. Guess what I said. Anyways, she has to pick lentils out of the ashes in the fireplace. Because her stepsisters and her stepmother want to punish her. So they throw lentils into the ashes and they say, pick up all the good lentils. I only mention that because every time this happens, Cinderella in the Grimm's version pulls like a Snow White and she calls, okay, let me tell you. She calls two white doves, a couple of turtle doves, and all the birds in the heavens. Oh, you mean like the la 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 la? Yeah, but she literally calls specifically two doves wait doves <laughs> a couple couple of doves turtle doves two different doves and all the birds in the heavens honestly i'm just picturing turtles with wings i mean i've never seen a turtle dove so you might not be wrong i'm not gonna google that either if i so... throw a turtle <laughs> no i'm just kidding no we're It'll not be fine it has a hard shell there were no animals harmed in the making of this podcast i did have to test out my thing oh, <laughs> i'm just kidding there were no animals harmed Peta, don't kill us um so anyways so it's there's like a lot of like specific like birds and like less specific things it's it's like super interesting but um they make a point to repeat like the what is it like the specific things like more than once which i'll get to a little bit later when i talk about structure um but anyways let me just tell you from the beginning so it begins with cinderella's mom dying so her mom is on her deathbed and she says cinderella please be pious and good and that is when cinderella's mother closes her eyes and dies that's the first paragraph god that's like so much pressure it, right <laughs> just like be good my child <laughs> forever and ever i must go like um, i have oppositional defiance disorder so having my mother as a child was already very difficult uh-huh. but if my mother like like god forbid she passed and, and i was before a kid she died she, and she said, tells me be that good. i'd be like bye 
fuck you. No, I'm not. <laughs> and then Marina was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> alternate, alternate timeline Marina was the worst. I, like, honestly, my life would probably have been, like, Ricky Baker from oh, God. Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that's how it begins. Um, and I already mentioned that there's no pumpkins, no mice. They're all birds. So No um, pumpkins? No. What's there instead? What is she writing? Let me tell you. Okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of <laughs> Let myself. Let me tell you. Okay, so um, basically Cinderella... Okay, so once her mother dies... Also, fun fact, her dad was rich. Okay. okay. I didn't know that. I don't know why I was under the impression that she was just poor. No, he was like a rich... He was a rich merchant. Yeah, right? there you go. Yeah, He was a merchant. So anyways, he was rich. And um, before one of his trips... He goes to Cinderella and he says, okay, what do you want on my next trip? And he tells this to all those sisters. So the two stepsisters say, we want nice clothes and we want nice things. Cinderella says, all I want is the first twig that falls upon your hat as you ride home. Which pisses me off because before that, the stepsisters, they just take all Cinderella's clothes and rips them up. And I'm just like, Cinderella... You could literally ask for any. You can you can ask for a simple dress. Doesn't even have to be a fine dress. She asks for a twig. What? A think, twig. Think about. Maybe she was trying to ask for like FKA twigs. Like maybe she was like asking for like a new album or something. Like she saw into the future and yeah, she was and like, she was this, like, this twig person's gonna be really big. Listen. I like her vibe. I like her sound. Do I like you? what she's about. Twigs? Yeah. Okay, Personally, twigs. I do. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Cinderella. I was like, yeah, why? Because no. <laughs> I hate her. Anyways. Cinderella? No. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about FKA Twigs. See, we need to, we need to <laughs> start saying names. Anyways, Cinderella asks, asks for a damn twig when she could ask for anything. And um, so he comes back. He brings a hazel twig. And the Grimm brothers were very specific as to what type of twig. And with that being said, Cinderella then takes the twig, puts it on her mother's grave, and she cries over it three times a day. And a tree comes out of the ground. And guess what comes out of the tree? A bird. Yes. <gasps> a goddamn bird. <laughs> a goddamn bird. Um, but it's a white dove, specifically. Mm-hmm. And this white dove, so every time um, Cinderella makes a wish, so um, the celebration for the prince is three nights long. Um, There's a whole announcement, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We know how that goes. Everyone wants to go. Cinderella can't go until she picks out all the good lentils from the ashes in the fireplace, calls all the birds, things happen. Then she wishes for a dress because for some reason, okay, also Cinderella is everyone's bitch and it makes me so mad by the way, in this whole story. But anyway, so um, she goes to stepmother and she's just like, I want to go. Stepmother's just like, well, think about it. If you pick the lentils out of the fireplace, birds come, they help her. Stepmother does this three times. Cinderella doesn't get the point because whether she gets the lentils or not, she still doesn't have clothes. So anyway, stepmother, after the third time, is finally just like, you literally can't go because you still don't have clothes, no matter how many lentils you pick out of the fireplace, which again, pissed me off. Right. I was like, why? Anyways, Cinderella, get your shit. So <laughs> Cinderella goes back to the grave and she's just like, oh my gosh, little bird, I want a dress. So then the white dove brings down a dress and she does this all three nights. So um, basically the white dove is the fairy godmother and Cinderella kind of just like parkours her way to the kingdom. Um, which is interesting. 
parkour? Yes. Wait. She's a superhuman. But you need to elaborate. What she, do you mean? Do okay. We, do we need the book of reference? No, we don't. Book? No, we don't need the good book because they don't describe how she gets there. I'm only saying that she parkours because at the end of every night, the prince, he wants to see where Cinderella lives. And she's just like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to see where I live and all this other stuff because she's afraid of revealing her true identity because no one knows who she is. Um, so what she does is she kind of like she hides in places like the first time she hides in a bird coop and the prince is just like hey guy that lives in this house um some weird lady just went into your bird coop and she like somehow escapes not again (laughs) yeah and so he's just like okay i'll just axe the whole thing down and she finds her way out of the bird coop before like men with axes come in and then she climbs up a tree the second night so like she she's literally just parkouring all over the place is what I'm saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if she parkoured her way all the way to the kingdom every night. Do you think she every time she did something like parkour, she was like, parkour! <laughs> Is there a German word for parkour? Parkour! <laughs> I don't think that's it. But I know. That's French. That is French. Mm. But anyways, so Cinderella's like a superhuman. She like escapes death every night third night the prince is just like look i really like this girl i really want to find out where she lives you know what i'm just gonna pour tar all over the stairs so that when she tries to run away her shoe gets stuck oh that's (laughs) right i'm just like what so that's that's so aggressive like on all the stairs marina all the also think of the clean Think of the cleanup. Also, how many other shoes got stuck in that tar? I don't like how they how much they utilized tar back in the day. Right. Not that this is a real story, but like <laughs> just but generally like constantly using tar. And I'm just like, why? Because it's there. Like they're like, oh, it's like the toughest glue you're ever gonna get. Oh. Right, exactly. So, anyways, he he plots to get the shoe so it doesn't just fall off in some like chance like thing. Um, he literally plots to get her shoe so that he can stalk her later. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like thinking of mice that get caught in traps. That's exact. See, does she? Maybe that was his plan. He uh, wanted her to like trip and fall <laughs> and get stuck in the tar. Own fucking no, not not off her leg, but he probably wanted her to get stuck and like never leave. <laughs> but... <laughs> gotcha. Anyways, <laughs> you thought. Got um, him. Anyways, no. So. She she loses her shoe and she I don't like the next day and this is where the foot cutting comes in, the part that everyone knows. That's the part that I know. Part that everyone knows about the Grimm's um, version of Cinderella. So he comes to the um to Cinderella's house last and he goes to the oldest stepsister, he's just like, Okay, put on the shoe and stepmom's just like, Do whatever you can to fit the shoe do it so then she cuts off what was it i think it was her big toes or something like the like I think one of them cuts off like her the, heels her that's heels. the second one so the first one cuts off like her big toes or something so that she can fit in the shoe the prince though the prince is just like cool the shoe fit let's go so he's on his way back to the kingdom yes so he's on his way back to the kingdom and then more birds come in two pigeons Two pigeons see him and they're just like, hey, prince, there's blood on our shoe. That's not the girl. Go back. And then he finally looks at the girl on the shoe and he's just like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then he goes back. 
this happens with both the, the stepsisters. Whole... Yes, he like he's just like cool. The shoe fit. Let's go. And he then like, never looked at her face. No, her face or her feet that were bleeding profusely. I'm so mad. I'm just like bitch. You obviously didn't like her. You did not like Cinderella. I already know what I'm going to take away from the story. Anyways, keep going. Anyway, so he does this. So both the stepsisters cut off part of their foot to fit the shoe. The prince tries to ride away with them. The birds tell him, no, bitch, wrong girl. And then he goes back. Finally, it's Cinderella's turn. You know what? Cinderella's dad also low-key hates Cinderella. Because, let me tell you, because after... Did he, like, throw the twig? No, no, no. Uh, because after the two stepsisters, um, the prince asks, do you have any other ladies in the house? And her He's dad, like, her dad no. was just like, uh, I guess my other wife had a child before she died. She's outside. <laughs> That's literally, it's like, I guess. Like, it's not like, yes, I have another child. It's just like, I guess I have another child, which is another thing altogether. Right. But anyways, so Cinderella comes up, she washes her face, she puts on the shoe, which, might I add, is probably filled with blood at this point. (laughs) So anyway, so she puts on the shoe, the prince is just like, oh, I recognize you now. (laughs) And they ride off into the sunset, they are about to get married, and then the very end is the two stepsisters... They try to be a part of, like, the wedding procession. Like, they try to, like, follow Cinderella and the prince. And the two pigeons come back. And, like, for some reason in the, sto- in the story, it's, like, this really convoluted, like, one stands on the left and the other one stands on the right. And the birds took, like, the left eye from both and they switch sides and they take the right eyes. Point is, they're blind now. <laughs> the two pigeons <laughs> take the stepsister's eyes. And then it ends with, um, the stepsisters were now blind for the rest of their lives because they were wicked and false. And that's that's the Brothers Grimm version. I just punched the mic. Um, that's the Brothers so Grimm mad. version. Yeah, of Cinderella. Um, what I took away is that you shouldn't ever go to that length <laughs> to impress a guy. Don't. Also, if your guy was just willing to settle for any girl that fits that mold. Right. The mold of you. Yes. What was that? I think that was the camera. But... Brandon. Anyways, um, yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't. Cinderella, if people, if, okay, if your dad's new wife and her kids come in and start ripping up your clothes, stab them. I don't know. Don't do that. Don't stab them. But don't stab people. But um, really, like, punch them. I don't know. Don't just sit there. (laughs) With my experience, this, honestly, this advice that you're giving would have landed me in jail. It's, you know what? Jail is better than picking up lentils from ashes. Honestly, my life is okay now. You just got to stick it out for a couple years. And um, taking a caller number three, Cinderella. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I hate this bitch. Anyways, no. But anyways, point is she would have been better off if she just ran away is my thing. Because like, I don't know if like she could live next door. I don't know. Just like... She didn't have to be in that house. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, especially in the olden days when, like, people ran off all the time. Well, they always, like... I mean, I feel like 
the in all of the depictions that they do the uh i, mean, I was supposed to say fictionalized depictions but they're all fictional. <laughs> they're all fiction uh, there was um, no cinderella <laughs> but all like depictions it's typically i mean the father's portrayed much more enduring or the father dies and mm-hmm. the reason she stays is for memory's sake and that place is her home and her, where she had the, her happiest memories which is why she stays mm-hmm. but in theory if she left she wouldn't be queen she could. She could. She could find another hazel twig she and could, cry on her mother's grave. She could focus on her parkour career, honestly. She, <laughs> I think they've got some openings in Assassin's Creed. She would be... She, <laughs> she, she could still be a queen. She could be the parkour queen. She could be the queen of she the Assassin's Creed. She could still parkour Creed. her way into Assassin's the prince's queen. heart. Because apparently he's, he's close enough for her to parkour to his house. Oh, also, wait, hold on. If she was that good at parkour what how did she not find a way around the fucking tar <laughs> maybe she tried maybe that's why only one shoe got stuck and not both of them because she was like oh no speak of the devil just kidding it's my mom oh, it's your mom. <laughs> but um no but anyways so all of the name of i guess memories and being pious and good she stays with these people and i don't understand um but yeah, so that's uh, that's the Cinderella. So basically, the birds. There were a lot of birds that they mentioned. They mentioned um, the white bird from the mom's grave, um, white doves, turtle doves, pigeons, and all the birds from the heavens. They also mentioned specifically a hazel twig. They also, you know what? On the second night, she um, no, I think it's the third night. She like climbs her way up a, up a pear tree. So. Those are all things. Maybe she had a pear-shaped body. <laughs> Maybe she had a pear-shaped body. Maybe that was her body type. Maybe. Um, she should look for dresses that... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dove, apparently... Also, how did the dove find the dresses? I don't know what's happening. These are really smart birds. They're really smart birds. I mean, like, if they can, like, differentiate between a good lentil and a bad lentil in a pile of ash, I feel like, obviously, that means they can make, like, high-quality dresses, apparently. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe so. They yes. should open a shop. Um, but anyways, so the symbols. So the birds. So in um in German uh, mythology, by the way, um we can leave like sources and stuff in the description. Um, anyways, from the research that I did, um birds are they are double eagle motifs. I'm just, like, reading exactly what I did. So they're usually in pairs. So that makes sense because when she calls the birds to help her, the first two birds are, well, two turtle doves. Um, and, again, that means that they're lucky if they show up in pairs. Um, <laughs> what else? I know. Not in my story. Not, oh, no. Okay. I'm excited. Um, anyways, um, I also read that doves and unicorns are considered life-giving images. Um, cause there are a lot of doves in the Cinderella story. Yeah. Um, and I also found out that doves are the most beloved and the most helpful in German mythology, apparently. Um, and I think that's all that I found on birds. Like I did like light research. Um, but yeah, but I think it makes sense, especially like the life giving. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm also forgetting. Um, this one guy wrote this giant dissertation on, and it was called the facts of the brothers Grimm. Um, and he was kind of summarizing like the, the book as a whole, 
but he brought up some like interesting things about the hero um in the brothers Grimm story so the main characters so the hero is usually uh sorry i'm looking and i'm reading and i'm freaking out on the inside um, so it says a hero is usually a <laughs> natural child. Marina's laughing at me. It's a natural child. Um, he or she is in danger at home, but they find protection in nature, as in shelter and sustenance. Um, and there's also always a parent missing, which Disney obviously also adopted. Has really fucking taken it and ran with it. Like, they are yeah. still running. Yeah. So far, mm-hmm. it is a 5K mm-hmm. forever marathon. Yeah. You know what? And it... And it makes sense because it it's the inciting action, using some friggin' storytelling terms. Um, I mean... Is it? Well, kind of. It's not Pixar. Inciting. Yeah. Picks what? <laughs> Anyways, um, it's, it's meant to test the hero and to motivate them to, like, be better and all that other stuff. Um, and they usually have like twin themes of legitimate illegitimacy and naturalness. Um, let's see. And I wrote it's a commentary on old-fashioned like um, traditional parenthood. So basically, um, like anytime there is a stepsister, stepbrother, stepmother, stepfather, they're usually meant to be evil, and the natural parents are meant to be like all like benevolent and all that other stuff. Um, which I thought was interesting. I thought was an interesting point. Well, yes. I'd just like to say, yes, they're not wrong. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, but this is also the time before adoption was like a thing. Well, I mean, it's talking about like your like legitimacy and like mm-hmm. where your measure of like existence and as a human being was determined about your ability to own property and yeah. like your legacy within your um. Mm like your familial name and also it's just like it's it's a thing where it's this um i feel like this religious and political Mm -hmm. and social human construct that we have created around a very very primal biological instinct yeah yeah and i feel like um yeah i feel like these stories definitely reflect that and reinforce that for these were meant for kids by the way in my story we're gonna touch on that oh no touch on that we're gonna touch on that. we're gonna touch on that okay um oh yeah and then also some stuff about the mother so oh yeah so kind of like relating to the birds so the mother characters okay so basically when the step when the stepmother when the when cinderella's actual mother i don't know why i'm stuttering so much um it's because you're drunk yes (laughs) so when cinderella's actual mother oh there's an epilogue no like there's no 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 no. it's just oh Cinderella, Cinderella's yes. Cinderella's actual mother. Yes, Cinderella's okay. actual. Okay, we shouldn't be saying that anymore. When because that could be a copyright infringement, but it was uh, <laughs> under the parody law. I'm just saying we're just having trouble talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when her mother, 
um, dies, um, it makes sense that the white bird comes in because the white bird, like I was saying... Is her mother. No, like I was saying... Well, actually, basically, um, they usually come back in a, um, in a supernatural, like, otherworldly natural form. Animagus. What? Harry Potter. Exactly. See, exactly. So, like... <gasps> Patronus! And, like, you know what? You know what? The Disney version actually isn't far off. So even though it's not a bird, um, it's still the fairy godmother, supernatural being in the place of her mother. Mm-hmm. So um, even though um, a parent dies, and apparently this might be a motif, we'll see as we read more of Brothers Grimm's, um, as a motif, if a parent is dead, then there's usually a supernatural or a natural force that takes the place of the parent mm-hmm. um, to help the hero along on their journey mm-hmm. to find their truth. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that was interesting. Um, what else? Also, I don't think Cinderella's a hero. I just don't like Cinderella. She's our protagonist. She's, she's a protagonist, and we use that term lightly. Yes. She, yes. Well, I don't know. I think that being hmm. so skilled at parkour <laughs> kind of makes her a little bit of a hero. Can we just do a sequel? No, can we do a prequel of Cinderella learning parkour? Can that be a thing? <laughs> It's I gonna, think I would like that story more than the Cinderella. So you know, like all these. Okay, my probably one of my biggest guilty, like cinematic guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. is like those weird spins on like mm-hmm. very classic tales. Yeah, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh my god! Like Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln I knew I knew you were gonna say I that. I love those. Of course you do. So yeah, Cinderella mm-hmm. parkour, uh, S- Cinderella assassin, assassin, S- Cinder assassin. Wait, 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 wait. Can she be the first assassin from Assassin's Creed? Is she older? She's older than all of them. And Michael Fassbender still plays her. <laughs> Can you see him? In a dress. In that dress with that black choker, just like yes. like the classic. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He can do anything. He can do He's anything. He's a chameleon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Cinderella. Um, so, yeah. And also with the structure. So, that's all the symbols. I didn't find anything on hazel twigs or, like, the tree. Like, there was there was a lot about just, like, trees in general. And it was it just, like... Life. I know. See, that's what I was saying. Like, literally, like, the only thing I kept saying was life. Tree equals life. Cool. Same. Um, so that's basically it with that. The structure was interesting because Snow White... Okay, so there's, like, this thing with twos and threes. Um, so... And maybe you can help me out with the... Oh, I got you on threes, girl. Okay, you got me on threes. I got you on threes. So Cinderella calls for, for, um, for the birds to help her twice. Um, and she goes to the stepmother to ask if she can go to the ball three times. The ball is three nights long. Um, the pigeons cry out um, to the prince three times. Um, I don't know if this is one, but like there's the two sisters in Cinderella, so there's three sisters all together. Um, and she calls for the white bird to get her address three times. Um, which is very specific because they do a thing in the story where they, um, where they, repeat specific phrases like the birds that I was telling you they repeat them verbatim oh I know yes oh I know oh god it's gonna be a thing it's caller number be... four 
seriously i know because that like that happened in my story a lot oh my but anyways gosh. continue we will get back to that okay so help me out with the numerology because like i um the what numerology i like bit my tongue in the middle <laughs> <laughs> help me out with the blah <laughs> Did I go into the red zone, I think? Probably. <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody and everyone. Or to Brandon, who has the headphones on. Brand- but is it plugged into the... Which one is it plugged into? Oh, thank no, it's plug- goodness. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, so numbers. Help me. But then it takes away from mine a little bit. Oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Well, it's, well, I mean, I'll help you out a little bit. Okay. It's usually like Holy Trinity. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's, what I was going to say is, listening to that, I'm, like, thinking, like, the reason why it keeps, um, like, Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, the fact that there are constantly three, so then she's then keeping within this, mm-hmm. um, routine of being pious. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, what I took from it. So she was, what, I mean, basically, I think that she stayed pious and it, it, paid off that's what they're trying to say i mean to be honest that's what every freaking mm. grim fairy tale is about whoever they got this little german lady that they got these stories from right religious fanatic they're, we all know her <laughs> they're all from one lady we all the whole book she lives down the block mm-hmm. couple of cats mm-hmm. no judgment on that mm-hmm. they're, they're mean cats <laughs> and guess what she has candy not the good candy Mm-mm. like really old what is it? Werthers? Weathers? Werthers. Werthers. Caramels. Yeah. Not the, not the nice chewy ones. The hard ones. Mm-hmm. And she got them like, like huge, like in bulk, mm-hmm. bargain price after Easter in uh-huh. 1992. So see, they're not good candy. <laughs> <laughs> she got them from 1992 in 1812. In 1812. Well, I was saying, I'm just like we all know this type <laughs> we know, of yeah, woman. Yeah, we know the candy. Yeah, 1992. And the lady. Yes. And. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all stuck to the bowl. They're all, you know, they're all stuck to the bowl. Mm-hmm. Some are at the bottom of a purse. They're kind of like unwrapped and they have like kind of the dust. They melted a little bit. A little bit. melted. They're a couple that are together and you're like, ooh, score. But then you put them in your mouth and you're like, oh, the antonym of score. Oh, Loss. No. Loss. <laughs> the ant- I love how you, how you remember the word antonym, but not loss. <laughs> But anyways, is it about uh, <laughs> just do the Tina groan into the mic? Uh, I did that the yeah. other day. Who was I with? I did that, uh-huh. and I was kind of like I didn't do it voluntarily. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it knowing mm-hmm. that I was like doing the Tina you just groan. Did it? I did it out of instinct, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, I'm doing that. Oh, I hope this person gets it, and the person didn't get it, and I felt. Even more entirely alone. <laughs> I understand the Tina groan. Thank you. I definitely was Tina. I was super awkward. Uh, Anyways, we're not talking about Bob's Burgers. Tina. Also, hashtag not spons. Um, So, those are actually, like, I think... Yeah, I think that's everything that I had on Cinderella. Um, So, the moral from all of this... I don't like it Um, because it begins. Okay, so it begins with Cinderella's mother saying, be pious and good. And then it ends with the stepsisters are blind because they were wicked and false. Good. Them bitches. Yeah, but Cinderella was everyone else's bitch. 
But she wasn't mean. Like, she no I no mean, no not arguably, no. She wasn't bitchy to people, but like every, she like like she did whatever anyone listen, else told because Jillian, she was supposed to be good, and that pisses me off. Jillian, I just feel like she probably felt really stuck. Okay, like she as, couldn't get out of that space, and I'm just like I'm saying that because like I've been there before. Okay, I was gonna say as a person who's always mistaken to be nice. Me? Oh no, you. Me. You. Me as as someone who's always me as someone who's always mistaken to be nice, like it pisses me off that like she let she let these people do the shit and then like she got rewarded. That maybe that's why I really don't like Cinderella because like in this case she didn't instead of like going somewhere else or like doing anything else she just yeah felt like she, she sat she, there yeah she put up with it. Yeah, which I don't think anyone should have to do. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, maybe that's why I don't like Cinderella. Because it's like, I saw someone that I cared about very much in a similar situation, and she found a way around it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't like... Maybe that's what we take away from it. Maybe. Maybe we see that and we don't want that. But then again, it totally tells us that if we stick it with it, we're going to yeah, get married. It and literally says if we're pious and good, then we will be rewarded in life. So if you just put up with everyone's shit and do what they tell you to do, I, let them rip up your clothes. Was, let them throw out your shoes and give you wooden shoes. <laughs> Pick all the lentils out of the ashes. Dude, lentils are tiny. <laughs> they're tiny. They're so small. They split. So like small. They're so tiny. Anyways, so do all that shit for everyone. Even if they're mean to you and push you in the ashes and you'll be rewarded. I don't like that. I've been rewarded with <laughs> this friendship. I literally was about to say with friendship. <laughs> this friendship is my lentils. But she, no. <laughs> Am I a good one or a bad one? Oh, no. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> But, I haven't decided. <laughs> but, okay, that being said, though, you found a way out. No idea. We'll talk about that some other time. Oh how I got God. out. Okay. That's... I haven't told you how I got out, did I? No. I will. Don't save it for another okay, episode. Okay, can we have, like, like a person? Anyways, no, never mind. I We're going to go on for hours. Once we figure this shit out, we'll definitely be able to talk more in the beginning and, like, share with listeners if uh-huh. we have them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we'll at least have my mom. But on mm. that note, mm-hmm. I think that we should move on to mine. So, Marina, tell me about your fairy tale. So, I thought it'd go pretty linear, pretty classic. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you did Cinderella. Uh-huh, because you did. What do you think I did? Okay. Oh I just always gosh. thought that you, oh, you wait, knew. Oh, wait, wait, Sleeping Beauty? Oh, thank God. No, you don't know it. No, I don't. Snow White. <laughs> So you were Loki freaking out when I said she pulled a Snow White. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like what about Snow White? <laughs> Can you imagine if you started barking? <laughs> Get away from my fairy tale. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm just going to do this. Go. All right. Go. So what? I'm going to get and some more seven. wine while you're doing I, you that. You know what? Really quick. I'm yeah. going to be right back. I'm going to grab myself. So on pause.
right, so let's get back on topic. Mm-hmm. We've got our drinks. We're back and refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm boozing, to be honest. What? How are you? I'm, I'm like at like a three or four. I'm giggly. Oh, I'm past giggly. <laughs> I think I'm like two drinks from running away. So my story is Snow White. Mm-hmm. So, yes, let's talk about it. So, um, there are actually some symbols that I didn't actually get around to. I didn't, I, I pretty much stuck to, I stuck to, um, Dictionary of Symbols, uh, the Penguin reference. So it's, uh, by Penguin Publishing. Um, I actually, so the whole, I, before we get into this, I'd actually like to start by saying why we're doing this podcast really quickly. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how I did this in high school Mm -hmm. and I did this in high school but and we were uh, handed you know like printed out copies of these fairy tales Mm -hmm. and we had like five or six of these dictionaries of symbols and all of a sudden I found out that I really loved doing this Mm -hmm. and um about two years later I was in college and I was really bored and I was about to start actually it was right before I think my sophomore year Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like, you really want to do this? Get yourself a Grim Fairy Tales book. Get yourself um, the Dictionary of Symbols because that is a great reference. That was something that I'd never seen before and never really thought about. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started reading and researching. And then I realized, like, I love doing this with people like I did in that class. But it's really not, like, an activity you pull out at a party. No. Just hand everyone a, like, the dic- just throw the dictionary in the middle of, like, of well, a table and be Jillian. Like, yeah? I did try. <laughs> oh, my God. That doesn't surprise me. I did try mm-hmm. to pull out this, uh, this party trick at a party. It's not really a trick. No. And it didn't like, end up being a party. That's, like, 5,000 pages. Listen. Listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My name's not Linda. I found you, Linda. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God I found you in that we're, I, sorry, I need to stay close to the mic. I thank God I found you because, like, I know that you're into, like, the same stuff that I am. Oh, and, yeah. like, I'm so glad that we had those classes together in college. <laughs> in the good old days. Good old. They're all right. Real, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that they were the best years of my life. I mm-hmm. definitely thought high school was a fucking John Hughes film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, savor every moment. Youth is like unforgettable. Oh, and I'm like, God. what was I doing? I was awkward. Uh, I did everything for attention. Oh, no. I still do everything. I don't know how to break that habit. I mean, Help me. That's why you're in the entertainment business. And that's why we're doing this podcast is because I need attention. Yeah. But I don't I don't have that face for attention. Oh my. I have a face for like I could like let's be honest. I could be like really cute if I tried, but I just have You cute as hell, girl. I'm cute as hell. I don't know what you're talking about. But I don't I don't want that pressure of being like a Gigi Hadid. I really don't. <laughs> like I, I'm sure she's like does it pretty effortlessly, but like mm-hmm. or she makes it seem like she does it pretty effortlessly. They all do, yeah. But I can't. Mm-hmm. And circle back round. Mm-hmm. Snow White did it really effortlessly. Oh my god, that transition. That transition. That is why they should pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, hit me up. Who's they? Gigi? Never mind. Doesn't matter. Does it? Just throw money at us. Who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, physically, I don't know. I'm not a good catcher. 
come to her house and physically throw money at yeah, her. Yeah, Gigi, hit me up. HMM. I mean, HMM. HMM. Okay. HMU. Snow White. Snow White. All right. Mm-hmm. Starts with Snow White's mom. So she's pregnant. She's sitting in a window. Um, and there's some very specific details about what she's doing. She's she die? She's sewing. Does Not, she die? I'm telling a story here, Jillian. <laughs> okay. All right. So Snow White's mom, she is sitting in a window and she is sewing and it's snowing outside, right? And so she's snowing. And she's, she's sewing while it's snowing uh-huh. and the window is open. Uh, so she, as she's sewing, she pricks her finger. That sounds unhealthy. Sorry. Listen, she's doing coke, massive amounts <laughs> of coke while she's pregnant. No. no. It's snowing outside and it's the window's open. I think the window's open. I could be wrong. It's but let's fine. just, for the sake of the story, window's open. Window. Um, mm-hmm. Let me take a swig. Mm. Tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so pricks her finger. Blood falls like onto the, to the fabric that she's sewing, that she's embroidering. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, thinking, she's like, oh, my gosh. I want my daughter to have, like, li- uh, lips as red as my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it out loud, it's like, I realize it's, it's kind of fucking weird. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, my gosh. I want her complexion to be as white as the snow. I want her hair to be as black as the ebony that this um, window is made out of. I want her lips to be... As red as the blood that I just... That is coming out of my finger. Mm-hmm. And so, um... Yeah, so... That's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, but... So is being a parent. <laughs> Which yeah. I am not ready for. Nope. Not Thank God. Soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Then the queen gives birth to the baby. They call it Snow White. Mm-hmm. Her Snow White, not it. Her. Because mm-hmm. we she is a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and she identifies as female. Yes. Um, but the queen dies. And then the king marries another queen. And as they all do. As they move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Snow White has a stepmother. Mm-hmm. And she was really beautiful, mm-hmm. but really haughty, which is a word that I really like, which basically means like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. I'm fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so she has a magic mirror. And I want to quote this um, from the Grim Fairy Tales. I actually don't know what the publication is. If I can find it right now, I just want to quote it. Um, it was just done by Barnes & Noble. Okay, we're going to do that. The Barnes & Noble version. <laughs> yes. Um, looking glass, looking glass on the wall. Who in this land is the fairest of all? Mm-hmm. Thou, O queen, are the fairest of all. And so that's like the actual script. Mm-hmm. From my book. When you said Looking Glass, I literally thought you were about to <laughs> quote Alice in Wonderland. Nah. I was like, what? <laughs> Alice through the, through the Looking Glass. Which is just a fancy name for mirror. Yes, it really is. So Snow White grows, and she becomes more and more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And at seven years old, that mm-hmm. is what I think is so funny. Seven keeps coming up in this story. Mm-hmm. At seven years old, the Looking Glass kind of notices her. And so queen asks looking glass looking glass on the wall who in this land is fairest of all and the the mirror goes thou art fairer than all who are here lady queen but more beautiful still is snow white as i ween let's talk about ween really quick as i ween i didn't know what that meant (laughs) 
<laughs> like looking glass what are you doing um he's weaning which is actually more innocent than you think wean is just to have an opinion Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, like, uh, I wean this. Like, um, I wean towards Bernie Sanders. So it's subjective. Yeah. So the glass has an opinion. Being an ass. No. He's being honest. This woman. He's honest. This insecure. Is it old woman? We'll talk. She's not old. She's like maybe like mm, like 30s, maybe 20s. Who knows? She's not her mom. That's old in those times, though. 20? God, I'd be ancient. I'm already ancient in some cultures. Exactly. Probably the one that I came from. Anyway, sorry, I'm distracting you. Anyways, oh, this is actually something silly, Marina. So I didn't actually end up looking up the symbolism of these two colors, but because mm. I focused on others. But so the queen, they say the queen turned yellow and green because she was so jealous. And I'm like, get yourself checked. That's not healthy. Yeah. Um. So time passes and she just gets more and more jealous. And she's like, she calls the huntsman and tells him to take Snow White into the forest and kill her and bring me back her heart. And so he goes, he takes her. She's, like, still young. I'm, like, I'm not going to, like, guess an actual age, but I'm, like, guessing, like, 13 or something. I'm Mm -hmm. guessing it's not that long after her being seven years old, but I'm guessing she's not seven years old anymore. Right. Probably, like, ten. Yeah, because they're, like, they're very, like, vague and, like, time passes. Oh, some more time passed. Oh, and some more time passed. Oh. Um, So the huntsman pities her because she's beautiful and she's innocent. She's just, like, please, like, I swear I'll just run away if you don't kill me, like, I'll just run away and I'll never come back. So mm-hmm. he he lets her go. And just as they are, like, as Snow White runs off, a boar comes by, comes running by. And he stabs it. He kills it. And he takes out the heart and brings it to the queen mm-hmm. in uh, Snow White's stead. Yeah. And um, the queen salts the heart. She eats it. And eats it. Oh, no. So I thought that was really interesting, and we'll come back to that, like the meaning behind the what a boar means mm-hmm. and what salting is, because salting a pork is like that is a way of preserving meat, and that was yeah. That she also w- didn't know it was pork. I exactly. That's another thing. But what is the symbolism behind the pork and why it was salted and all this? So, anyways. Ooh, so, um, anyways, Snow White running through the forest finds a cottage. It's actually super clean. Hmm. Like she doesn't have to clean it at all. It's like everything. It I, actually. It's really weird. Like, it's it's that repetition. Yeah. So she goes in. Mm-hmm. Table's already set. Mm-hmm. Seven plates. Seven knives. Seven forks. Oh, no. Seven spoons. Oh, God. Seven mugs. Seven. Yeah, seven chairs. Also, can we uh, bleep out God? Is that is that a problem? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not religious. Me neither. Um, but, yeah, seven knives, seven blah, 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 seven beds. Mm-hmm. So what she does is she eats a little bit off of each plate and then she because she doesn't want to take an entire meal from one person i see and so she takes and she takes a little sip how considerate each yeah Mm -hmm. from each cup so that there isn't a ton uh, like lost she's also pious and good (laughs) (laughs) what is that (laughs) sure (laughs) so oh yeah and everything like they keep mentioning how everything like like white tablecloth and i said (laughs) in my notes i was like everything is white parentheses drug lord in miami yes and Mm -hmm. yeah just think that Mm -hmm. um so yeah tablecloth and counterpanes are are white Mm -hmm. um and so also it's i I was kind of reminded of goldilocks yeah in this situation it's very weird um because also when she like 
tries each bed it's like one bed is too big one bed is too small blah 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 like there's a reason for each bed to not like fit her and then finally she Mm. tries the last bed and the last bed works it would be interesting to see like okay if okay first if brothers Grimm did a goldilocks second if goldilocks was written after all of this like if it was if the person that wrote it Brandon, was at all inspired, Brandon, no. <laughs> research now. No, don't do it. Okay, he's doing it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, listen to me, Brandon. And if um, and if the person that wrote Goldilocks, if it was after the Brothers Grimm, yeah, Snow White, and like if they were, they probably did if they were like a writer. But yeah, mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Anyways. I don't know why I feel like Goldilocks and the Three Bears is like mm. inherently. I don't know why it feels more American. doesn't it feel more american you know especially like hearing snow white it's kind of like like an american was writing it and they were just like "Eh, not seven we'll just like like boil it it down well it feels like i feel like i haven't Mm. in the context of listening to like snow white Mm -hmm. and cinderella Mm -hmm. and little red riding hood Mm -hmm. i feel like we know that these things are not from here. Yeah. Because there are certain staples in them mm. that do not adhere to what American culture is, has been for so long. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like Goldilocks is like Little Red Riding Hood meets Snow White. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Meets. Meets. I, I wanted to say like Russian circus because of bears, but that'd be super <laughs> fucked up. But I just said it, so so okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the bears are from the Russian circus, and they're a family that escaped. Oh my god, stop! I like want to cry. That whole situation makes me super sad. Anytime like an actual animal yeah. is like in like pain and like suffering i'm gonna cry that's like three drinks in crying mm-hmm. okay so also side story that's gonna take two seconds um me and jj we went to the san francisco zoo and the polar bear there was depressed it was really sad it just like kept swimming in circles and i then used standing. to work there <gasps> really oh my god i think she's dead now oh. one of them's dead i don't they used to have yeah. two it was only one so it was like the single the single polar bear that just kept she's like, gone swimming back and forth and then just standing and not doing anything and then swimming back and she forth she was depressed again. and she was really old and also yeah. here's a really funny thing so they actually tried breeding her years ago uh-huh so they brought in another bear mm. a while ago and they couldn't figure out why they weren't mating they seemed to get along like the panda bears was, no i know the polar bears yeah they were like they got along just fine and they couldn't figure out like why aren't they mating like why aren't why aren't they they lit they lit some candles they put on some like barry manilow they're like we set the mood what the fuck yeah and um what do you call it Hmm. they found out that the bear that had been lent to them by another zoo Mm -hmm. was a girl so they were literally trying to mate Two, two girls girls Aww. which i think is okay to give them that opportunity they got along who yeah, knows maybe they friends. found or they found love they're right but they can't but they can't procreate, procreate, which is procreate what the for the sake wanted. of their species yeah i was gonna say they did a similar well not not the pairing two girls together but they did a similar thing with the pandas yeah. I don't know if it was like in china or like here but anyways um they they had a similar thing like pandas they just don't want to do it with each other wait we're getting off topic we're way off topic okay so snow white snow white um drug lord miami tablecloth white beds, there's food she last beds one fit. 
So she says a prayer, mm-hmm. which I thought was like very poignant that they had to mention that she said a prayer. Because she's pious and good. Yeah. Um, and then she goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Dwarves come back and notice something's up. They're like, they like do the whole listing of like, Oh, all seven? This is so skewed. This is da 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 da. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Goodness, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really annoying. Um, so I just didn't even list it. But they like said a bunch of stuff. And then they like see like, oh, my bed's messed up. Oh, my bed's messed up. And then they finally, you know, go down and then they see, mm. oh my gosh, look this beautiful little girl. Oh my gosh, she's so sweet. And they love her. And they're like, shh, 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 don't wake her. Don't wake her. And so they all go to sleep. But there's only six beds available, right? Mm-hmm. So the seventh dwarf takes an hour in each bed. <laughs> so it's very, like, equal. It's really weird. It's- <laughs> I don't know. I want his control of did, his sleep cycle. Did the Brothers Grimm have OCD? I don't know. There's, there's repetition. I think old grandmother German did. You know what? Right. No, you're right. You're right. The peasants in the villages that they mm-hmm. interviewed probably had weird anyways continue so she wakes up and they she they're like i don't think that they're standing all around her, but she's like she's like oh my god they're back who are you and then they get to know each other mm-hmm. and she realizes that nothing's wrong and then they say like you know if you are able to take care of this house you can stay and so she does mm-hmm. um and so what they do is they leave during the day to go um mine for copper and gold specifically mm-hmm. copper and gold hmm. we'll get into that okay um so um but before they leave they say you know beware of your stepmother she will soon know that you are here mm-hmm. be sure to let no one come in mm-hmm. so meanwhile queenie oh. <laughs> over at the castle my god she goes mirror just needs a little uh you know confidence check just to make sure yeah mm-hmm. it's still the hottest thing in the land mm-hmm. she goes ask the mirror and the mirror says oh queen thou art fairest of all i see mm-hmm. but over the hills where the seven dwarfs dwell snow white is still alive and well and and well and none is so fair as she Mirror could have kept that to himself. Yeah. Well, if he has opinions, he can keep that to himself. But he, but the mirror, well, talk about the mirror, okay? <laughs> I'm just being an ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. She gets pissed and she's mad that Snow White is still alive. Mm. So she de- decides to go kill her herself. Um, I thought you said the kill, herself. kill herself. I realize it's not, but also what? reading it, I say she decides to kill her herself. That's, that's a lot of hers. Her herself okay there we go yeah yeah so she dresses as an old peddler woman and goes to the house goes to the dwarf's house mm-hmm. and so snow white thinks like oh this old woman's not that scary i can totally take her on which also i want to give a really quick shout out not that they need it mm-hmm. but in my favorite murder that's like such a lesson that they teach is like fuck politeness yeah also my favorite my favorite episode of my favorite murder Mm -hmm. is uh the mary vincent one where she's like she just wants to like go home so she gets she's hitchhiking Mm -hmm. from berkeley to las vegas and this guy comes up like the guy who ends up like trying to murder her like pulls over and it's an old man and she thinks like she survives this whole scenario but in her head Mm -hmm. she's like i can take this old man yeah. He looks like a grandpa. It's no big deal. Oh, no. no. That's how they get you. I could never take my grandmother on. 
No. Would you feel guilty? No. <laughs> Depending on the grandmother. Uh-huh. I'm, the one I'm talking about in my head, I'm like, well, now at the point that she's in right now, yeah, no, I couldn't, I could take her on. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, no. Mm-hmm. She's the reason I stayed in diapers for a really long time. Oh, my. Take some time for other people. You know, just take some time. Yeah. No big deal. Anyways, let's get back to this. Uh, Snow White, yep. So, th- um, the queen dresses as an old peddler woman mm-hmm. and goes to the house. I tried looking into, like, if peddler meant anything, but it, there was really nothing in the symbolism dictionary. Uh-huh. So, but they just felt the need to say, oh, she was a peddler. Mm-hmm. Um, thinks that she is, old woman isn't scary, lets her in. Uh, the queenie, the queen. The queenie. The queen dresses the peddler woman, like, basically gives her a corset. They call it lace a lace up but Hmm. it's a corset yeah and so she's like oh look at how pretty this would look on you and so she puts it on her Mm. she's lacing it laces it too damn tight Mm. like basically snow white can't breathe passes out on the ground woman's uh woman queen is like done my job i'm out of here deuces Mm -hmm. heads out goes to um back to the castle and the dwarves come back and they think she's dead, but then they see how tight the the laces are. Yeah. And um, so then they cut it off, and she starts breathing again, and they're super, like, happy. And then they remo- remind her. They're like, listen. Oh, what, what just happened? Are you okay? <laughs> Have you ever had, like, fluid, like, drain in your ear? And oh, then, like, your, yeah. your eardrum has, like, oh, practically a seizure. <laughs> That just happened. I did swim and dive. I feel exactly what you're saying. Um, but yeah, so uh, they say like, dude, don't let anybody in because that was your stepmother. We told you she'd like try and trick you. Like, don't let anybody in because they knew that it was her in disguise. And so um, the queen ends up going back to the mirror. Mirror says, Snow White's still alive. She's still hotter than you. Um, she's like, damn it. And so she goes back. She's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to, like, try and kill her again. I guess I'm still a peddler old woman. She goes back with a comb. And so the comb is poisoned. And um, so <laughs> I just want to read you how I wrote this note. I said, dresses as different old woman, period. Pedals, period. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tells her she has a comb for her, period. Mm-hmm. Combs her hair for her. Period. Comb touches her head. She collapses. Super poisonous. This is why I don't comb my hair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, dwarves come back, see uh, Snow White, and know it's the stepmom that poisoned her. They see the comb. They take out the comb. Snow White is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, oh, Queen goes back to the mirror. Mira says Snow White's still alive. It's just a lot of repetition. It's just like, what do you want, woman? What do you want? The repetition. Brothers grin. Listen, because you didn't get it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, disguises herself as... Oh, actually. So she gets really mad this time. And so she's like going to get... Like, she says that she's going to kill Snow White even if it kills her in the process. She makes that bow. Oh, no. Um, and so she goes into his... This is really weird that they say this. They say she goes into, like, a secret room and makes a poisonous apple. It's red on the outside and white on the inside. Mm-hmm. Disguises herself as another old woman. And Snow White, thinking that she's learned her lesson, uh, when this 
woman comes up she's like oh you can't come in and the queen's like oh no it's okay i don't need to come in but here's this apple and snow white's a little suspicious she's just like "Mm, i don't know and so the queen is like here i'll cut some off and we'll share it Mm -hmm. i'll have the white part you have the red part oh of course yeah and because the skin is the part that's poisoned Mm -hmm. um and so i mean uh (laughs) we all know how this goes yeah snow white like falls down Mm -hmm. dead ish ish yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and then the queen goes home immediately she's just like i just need this instant gratification mirror am i the hottest and the mirror's like oh damn you're the hottest okay (laughs) mirror has too many damn yeah he's just like god this woman (laughs) um anyway so the dwarves come home and uh they figure she's dead this time because there's no evidence Mm-hmm. she um there's no apple because the the uh queen took the apple with her and she'd mm-hmm. only uh cut off a little bit so there wasn't an apple there mm-hmm. which is something i want to say disney got wrong mm-hmm. because remember that when she eats the apple she falls on the floor and the apple rolls on the floor yeah brandon knows brandon's like oh we you... both did the same thing at the same time you have to see brandon's car and brandon's uh ringtone because he's disney all the way not surprised <laughs> Anyways, back to back to me. Snow White. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Anyways, so there's no evidence. Um. And so this is actually a really interesting de- detail. Before mm. they bury her, they actually try to help her by washing her hair with water and wine. And that didn't bring her back. No. So they're like, oh, I guess she's dead. <laughs> wait, wait. I don't wait, know what they. I think she said. So we're gonna wash her hair. With water and wine. wine. They did not know about, about bacteria back then. So I'm kind of like... But I mean, alcohol... Cleanses things. Exactly. But we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Anyways, so they grieved for three days. Which actually I thought was really interesting because that's kind of Jewish. Yeah, there's like sevens and threes all over the place. Well, the threes I totally understand. But I thought that was kind of interesting that it was... Because like... You have to bury somebody within three days, I think, in Judaism. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. And then you have, like, uh, I forget the word for it. I went to a Jewish school. Oh, see, that's... Okay, And then, like, I have, like, a lot of Jewish friends and all that stuff. Like, I'm I'm familiar with the culture, but I forget what it's actually called. I think it's... Is it Shiva? I think it might be Shiva. Brandon, get on that. Look up Shiva right now. (laughs) I've seen the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, anyways, um, they felt like she still looked alive so they didn't want to bury her in the ground in the dark ground mm-hmm. so they had a glass coffin made and they wrote her name in gold in letters mm-hmm. uh, on it and that she was a king's daughter mm-hmm. uh, and they kept watch over her all the time hmm. and so some time passes and oh birds came and wept for her specifically this is what i love specifically an owl oh my god the then birds. a raven <laughs> yeah and a dove uh-huh. in that order Oh my gosh! Okay, mm-hmm. I'm seeing it now. Sorry, continue. It is Shiva. See, look at Damn, you. Damn, coming in, Marina. Yeah. Why am I not Jewish? Because mm. I was not born Jewish. I was born into a weird family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Another um, time. I'm sure that contextually it'll come up at some other point. Mm. Um. Anyways, uh, she was there for a long time, and she still looked alive. 
Um, finally, a king's son came along into the forest. They say king's son and call her a king's daughter. So. But here's the thing. We're, uh, I they're don't, not brother and sister. Whoever does Sleeping Beauty, I'm going to talk. I'm a, I know all about. I'm not saying dibs, but I'm just saying that wordplay of saying king's son is a huge thing. Can I just say it? Can I just say yeah, it? Yeah, just say it. Okay, so like in Sleeping Beauty, it's mm-hmm. super rapey. Yeah. So like in Sleeping Beauty, what happens is like when she's sleeping, um, it's like in a similar situation where she's like in the mm-hmm. forest being displayed. Mm-hmm. So along comes a king. Mm-hmm. Along comes a king. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn, she's fine. I'm so attracted to her. My morals are totally antiquated. Oh, no. And yep. um totally patriarchal and misogynistic and women are things and so i can do whatever the fuck i want and so he rapes her like full on like he like Like it's not he rapes her oh no yeah he rapes her hold on yeah and then i keep saying that over and over he rapes her and then he goes off on his merry way Uh nine months pass she goes into labor. I'm so sorry. Oh, also, I forgot the context. Wait, while she's... She's, while she's, she's... The prophecy is that she'll be woken by a king's son. She goes into labor. That's what wakes her up. Because it's a king's son. No, I know we're laughing because of the wordplay, but it's so yeah. fucked up. What the heck? Isn't that what? fucked up? What? Back to Snow White. Okay, now you have to do Sleeping Beauty. I know. Dibs. I mean, obviously, because... But now I don't want to. <laughs> oh, my God. There has to be more than just the rape that you can talk oh, about. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's probably, so much like, more. There's birds everywhere, probably. There are, there are birds, three fucking fairies. No, I'm just kidding. There probably aren't fairies. Three fairies. Oh, uh, they're probably birds. The fairies are probably birds. You know what's so birds. funny is that in Maleficent, they kind of, like, touch on the rapey aspect. Yeah, yeah, But not of Sleeping Beauty. No. No. There's just... Anyways. That time was a different time. In everyone's history. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so a king's son comes along into the forest and stops at the dwarf's house to spend a night. Um, He sees the coffin, sees her inside it, and he's like, damn, she's so beautiful. I'm in love with her. He asks the dwarves if he can have the coffin with Snow White in it. Uh, Guess what the dwarves say? Do they say yes? No. Okay, <laughs> they're, good. Like, they're like, hello. Oh, they're God. like, no, dude. Like, what What do you want? <laughs> He's like, heck no, that's weird. Okay, and so I'm going to cool. be honest, I was a little intoxicated when I wrote this. So, oh, like, no. I was really pissed off that he thought he could just, like, ask for the coffin of Snow White. So I wrote, like, I picked, this is what I wrote. I wrote it, like, oh, no. I was like, Prince is like, please, 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 my parents don't know how to say no, and I really need it, or else I'm going to die. Like, I literally can't live out without looking at Snow White whenever I want. And it's oh, not like she's no. going to know, because women are things, and, like, and she's, like, <laughs> dead. So that's what I wrote. Uh-huh. But the actual quote is, let me have it as a gift, for I cannot live without seeing Snow White. I will honor and prize her as my dearest possession. Oh, possession, so you, yeah. So you see why I wrote that. Yeah. And I read that, and I wrote that. Yeah. And then, like, dwarves are like, well, when you put it like that. <laughs> I, You know what? I'm glad the dwarves... You know what? I'm low-key happy that, that... they said no once. Once that they said no. Two, that he asked. Like, he literally could have just, like... Been like... Swoop, yeah. Stab, stab, <laughs> and he stabbed them seven times. So. <laughs> Each dwarf... Each dwarf seven, seven times. times. Oh my Anyways, god! Yeah. So dwarves give her to him. As his ster- uh, servants are carrying the coffin, they stumble. 
which sounds like me. <laughs> oh my god! And the force dislodges a pe- the the piece of apple from her throat, and she wakes up, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Um. So she was choking. <laughs> she she wasn't choking, but like the poison. I don't know. It's magic. It's so not she- real, Jillian. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. I am too. <laughs> we both just cry. I know. I mean, I just know. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, and so then, like, the prince is like, I wrote this too. I was like, hey, sweetie. Hey, you're with me. It's okay. I love you. Marry me. That's what you said? That's what I wrote, but that's okay. basically what he said. I'm not even going to quote what he said. He was just like, yo. Yeah. In like he explains of... the entire situation and she's like oh okay I guess I'll go with you <laughs> that sounds like better than every situation I've been in yeah and so she marries him oh but they invited the stepmom to oh. the wedding Snow White and here's the thing because mm-hmm. cause let's be honest Snow White's a little extra right here she's like she's the she's now the queen of shade oh no what ha- tell me what, what happened oh no i just think it's funny that she's but like she just invited- i'm gonna invite my stepmom oh no no <laughs> so she can see where i'm at now um mm. anyways so th- as the queen is getting ready to go she goes in front of the mirror and just to check she's like damn i'm looking good right i'm like i'm still the hottest one in the land and of course the mirror is like yeah you're really hot but the new queen over in that other land is actually hotter and she's like like imagine cartoon like like looney tunes red just like going up like <laughs> yeah. in her face and like steam coming out of her ears mm-hmm. that oh no um, does she try to poison her again so she just like she doesn't know what to do she doesn't know what to do she's like she's like Ugh, okay maybe i need to go size this girl up before i like before mm-hmm. I do anything serious. She needs to break the mirror. That's what she needs to do. You know, she needs to love... She needs to learn to love herself. Yeah, break the mirror and then love yourself. The mirror needs to stop having opinions. Yeah. And keep his opinions to himself. Yeah. Sorry, continue. So, um... So she goes to the wedding to mm-hmm. size her up. And then, um... When she goes, she recognizes Snow White. And she's like, what the fuck? And she, she doesn't know what to do. Mm. But it's too late. Because Snow White has already ordered for shoes, iron shoes, to be placed in the fire and brought to her with tongs. And she's forced. This is like, there's no, like, real closure yeah. with this. Because we don't know if she actually dies. But she, like, she's forced to dance in hot iron shoes until she died. Damn. In she's dancing mm-hmm. in hot iron Shoes. So she doesn't have feet anymore. Yeah, I think it's either... I think that the Grimm brothers had... Were low-key, like... Like, like S&M for feet. Like, they had a really oh, weird yeah, fusion. Oh, yeah, because the cutting off like, of the feet. Yeah. The- like, they're like, well, I have a weird foot fetish, but, like, super fucked up foot fetish. So, like... Okay, so, like, foot fetish torture porn. Because it's always the evil people. Like, some serious snuff films. <laughs> okay, so we need to keep reading Grimm's Fairy Tales and see if there's more I feet. Mean, I mean, isn't that the point of this podcast, is that we're supposed to keep reading Grimm Fairy Tales? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, but I want to see if there's Just more checking. feet and... You know what? More feet and more bad people being punished. I bet you there's more feet. Via their feet. Okay. Probably. I'm into it. Probably. 
into it. Can we count? No, no. I'm going to explore this fetish. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just just Google what fetish. So, (laughs) revenge um, porn. Brandon is shaking his head. That sounds terrifying, honestly. That sounds terrifying. If I had nightmares about that Southwest lady and it didn't even actually, like, that, like, what I had interpreted (laughs) hadn't actually happened. Yeah. Seeing something like that. Yeah. No, I haven't even seen, what is it, a Serbian film? Mm-hmm. I haven't even seen that. You know what I'm talking about? That one's so fucked up. Wow. It's like about like a porn star or like a, a a movie star who's like, I think it's like where he's he's trying to like go back to like the days of like glory for him. So he's trying to like revamp his career, but he like mm. signs on to do a film where he ends up like doing the most horrific things, and yeah, it's like horrible. I'm I've scared. never I've never seen it. I never want to see it. I would rather see Human Centipede over that. What? What? Oh, no, Brandon. Why are you laughing? Brandon was horrified, and now he's laughing. I'd rather see Human Centipede. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because it's so pretty fucked up. It is. Now I'm going to look this up when we're done, (laughs) because... Too late. Brandon's looking it up right now. Yeah, but I'm not looking it up. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of have to. We're sitting across from each other. (laughs) You could just, like, look up. You could look it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I look ew, up, ew, that's going to be a gross laugh. You should cut that. That was a really <laughs> gross laugh, Brandon. I just Yeah, Googled. did that not make you mad? Let me see. What is the description? Someone show me what this is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see it. I guarantee it. Oh, my God. oh no. no. Can I just read the first sentence? Yeah. Upon its blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> and stop. Thank you. Get some help. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um so the description of this is called a Serbian film, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Upon its debut on the art film circuit, the film received substantial attention for its graphic depictions of rape, necrophilia, and child sexual abuse. It's... I've never seen it. Oh, wow. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. The Serbian state... No. The Serbian state investigated the film for crime against sexual morals and crime related to the protection of minors. The baby that's used in it... I'm just going to say that. The baby that's used in it isn't real. Well, I mean... I've I, seen a still image of it. It's like a rubber baby, I think. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah? But it's just a... It's just super fucked. I just, I've only seen the still image, and mm-hmm. I'm just, like, looking at it. I'm like, that doesn't look like a real baby. Because it's not, yeah. It's not. Because they don't want to actually go to jail? No. Some people right. do. Who knows? Gaspar Noe probably does at some point. He probably... I feel like he Gaspar... He'd probably film it. He probably... He'd probably, like, put it would, on film. Yeah, he would fucking love... He's like, yeah, I went to jail for the film I yeah, made. Yeah, it would be in the middle of him making a film, and then he'd take the camera with him, and he'd just film the whole process. I hate him. <laughs> then he'd release it as a film. <laughs> yeah, in 3D. In 3D. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, so let's go into the symbolisms of it. Yes. Um, so let's talk about black. What is the symbolism of black in this situation? Yes. So... Yeah, no. Brandon, stop. Brandon's still reading. Yeah. About Serbian film. Let's not talk. Let's not give it any more. Bleep out the name of this film. What film is it? Yeah. Yeah, we should cut this whole segment because it's a giant. Sorry. Symbols. 
from Snow White. Snow White. So, um, let's talk about black mm-hmm. and white specifically mm-hmm. because, like, those two mm-hmm. were the hardest to <laughs> hardest to research because literally there are like three pages for both, mm-hmm. and they can mean absolutely anything. anything. Yeah, and it's like black opposition of white. Lack of clutter. Uh, uh, clutter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lack of color. Mm-hmm. Black expresses absolute passivity, a state of unchanging and complete death sandwiched between the two white nights during which night becomes day and day becomes night. Mm-hmm. To wear white as a sign of mourning means rebirth, whereas uh, wearing black is finite death. And another contradictory meaning of black is considered like renewal of life. Because a new day comes, and, like there will be a dawn. So it's like it's, it went. It kind of makes sense because she kind of like low key dies, but doesn't she keeps really dying die. and she keeps coming back. Yeah, there's so, no killing her. I mean, and she has hair as black as night. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things about rebirth, and so like yeah. white, like black, it can be on either end of the spectrum. Oh no! I said in this context, I definitely think it means purity. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in ancient Rome, candidates wore white. Um, and so she's presumably next in line for her. Um, she's like a candidate to be queen. She's, mm-hmm. you know. Makes sense. Um, it's also a symbol of rebirth and life. And um, also, like, it's another, it can also symbolize, like, the sun. Yeah. Um, it can be negative when in contrast to red. But that is in a different culture that, like, is not with in this realm of the story mm-hmm. I think it was like a like an east asian one so i was just Interesting. like so it was kind of like uh, i don't know if i should even touch on that you know that. what that would make sense with the apple but that's literally just one symbol because they mention white and red a lot so like it's, yeah so you're right i feel like you're right it's probably not that no. meaning at all but yeah um also but, she is pious and good so you're probably right I mean, white means purity aren't they all the ladies are in these which makes me so mad because you're supposed to be that's what these stories are saying you're supposed to be pious and good. which makes me so mad because i'm not pious and good neither yeah. of us are that's why we're here talking about all the gross fairy well, tales <laughs> we're both very tattooed <laughs> we're both tattooed women in san francisco with voices owning our sexualities mm-hmm. 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 so red it's the color of fire and blood. It's regarded as the universal symbol of life with strength and power. Um, there's a difference between bright red and dark red. So mm. bright red is the symbol of action, youth, generous, generosity, like spoils of war, love, all these things. And But dark red is the symbol of the soul, libido, the heart, and the womb. Mm. And there are other stories that have to do with red that I also want to call dibs on. <laughs> Can we just make a list of all the stories that I can't do? Yeah. Oh, my God, Marie. Well, well, you know, because there's got to be mystery. There's got to be mystery. Anyways. And then, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Talk about it after. So, blood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think I'm trying to say integral qualities of fire and heat and vitality inherit in the sun all of these connections to the sun are somewhat holy like that's what i'm trying to say is like so it's all just basically like she is a life force she is the sun she is the moon there's so many symbols that she could be because also like white could also be the moon mm-hmm. and so so could black and mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> there's just a lot of like what pious and good yeah 
Wait, did you say pious and good? Have you said pious and good yet? Because she's pious and good. (laughs) She's pious and good. If I haven't said it before, everyone, she's pious and good. Yes. Um, so, but the, the really fun, um, symbol that I really want to touch on, Mm -hmm. the mirror. Please. So, this is, I'm actually quoting from Mm -hmm. my, um, uh, Symbolism Dictionary. The Latin word for mirror, speculum, mm. has given us the verb to speculate. Mm-hmm. And originally, speculation was scanning the sky and the related movement of the stars by means of a mirror. Mm-hmm. The Latin for star, situs, has also given us the word consideration, which em- <laughs> etymologically... Describe highly intellectual activities are rooted in the studies of the stars reflected in mirrors. Mm-hmm. It follows then that mirrors are reflecting surfaces should be the bias of a wealth of symbolism relating to knowledge. Mm-hmm. So that's what mirrors mean in these stories. And they, it can change. Like I was actually looking like there's a different part of the definition. Like if it's in relation to this, it means this. Mm-hmm. But... um Mirrors really uh, reveal truth. It's the symbol of knowledge. They bring about self-awareness, which is what Lucifer had, which what which got him cast out mm-hmm. of um, heaven. It's knowledge is within the apple in yeah. Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, knowledge within Christianity, knowledge is it's it's and also this is from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, having grown up in like a Christian religion, like I mean, and I'm sure. <laughs> that you can relate to this too is that mm. like there's this blind eye that happens like if you if you don't have knowledge if you kind of like it's better to be like children to be like the lambs like and to not know of the wolves yeah you know? like, ignorance is bliss and yeah so i can just do but then how are you supposed to protect yourself that's my that's my don't be you can, pious and good you can you'll be rewarded well <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> you can like i feel like you can be aware of the capabilities mm-hmm. of what's around you, but to maybe not think on it and dwell it is like dwell on it. If you dwell on it, it's gonna hurt you. Yeah. Like when I first started listening to binge listening to my favorite murder, mm-hmm. I was like such a paranoid freak. I got like I got so scared just walking down my street, but my street is so fucking safe. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like I'm aware. I know how to protect myself. And I'm I'm more aware of my surroundings, but I'm actually more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm on guard, but not in an exhausting way. Yeah, you know, it's it's possible, and you know, it's interesting because I feel like a lot with religion, and like a lot of fairy tales come from religion because they come from folktale yeah. and whatever old grandmas mm-hmm. talking about what they knew. Um, there's like this weird um like a false dilemma where it's either one way or the other so you you either have knowledge and you're evil or you don't have knowledge Mm -hmm. and you're good pious and good (laughs) but you know it kind of reminds me and i agree with what you're saying like you can have the knowledge and still be you can choose to be a good person you can choose to do with that knowledge what you will and it's kind of like uh shout out to uh i think it's like john steinbeck my favorite like who wrote my favorite book, um, East of Eden, Cain and Abel, um, kind of like an example, similar to that, like, you can choose to be bad, and you can choose to be good, whether you have the knowledge or not, mm-hmm. basically. So, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. is, uh, to make that short. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of, I actually, you know, it's weird. Hmm. 
throughout the story, I actually kind of end up pitying the queen a little bit. You know, yeah. Because she just was like, honestly, she was, I mean, even though she was doing shitty (laughs) shit. Poisoning people because they were prettier than her. Aside from that. Yeah. I think that she was like doing shit for herself. She she was was, like, she was all about, I need to know. Yeah. And she also, you know what? I feel like she also, she loved herself. To, she like, didn't to, love herself. She didn't. But I mean, like, she thought she was hot shit until someone else told yeah. her that she wasn't. She, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And I feel like my question to you is, do you think that's, like, well, I feel like it's definitely not um, intended for the audience to um, pity or even, like, connect with the evil queen. Oh, yeah. But um, do you think that's because of, like, our modern sensibilities? I don't know if that's the phrase that I should be Are using. Are you but... saying that's why we pity her? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, and yeah. And it's because we're fucking hardcore feminists. That's why we fucking <laughs> pity her. Yeah. And I think it's also because, um, yeah, like, in our day and age, we are okay not being so binary. We mm-hmm. understand that, that people come from different places, and these are very binary stories. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to put ourselves in that place. Yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah. Especially as, like, a kid. Like, it's... I feel like it would be a lot harder to explain to a kid. Because these are kids' stories, mm-hmm. right? So, it's, like, it, it's a lot easier to, like, try and tell them that, like, you can be good or you can be bad and, like, that's it. Because I feel like trying to explain the gray area, like, they're going to have way more questions than answers. So, I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, as an adult, reading these ancient kids' stories definitely relating to more than just the, the pious and good i know relating to the grown-up in the story <laughs> yeah <laughs> to someone who isn't just pious and good yeah um yeah but yeah we're you want to get on to numerology oh yes i'm excited tell me more seven. Oh. Seven. what's happening with seven days planets sins etc mm-hmm. so um quotes Seven denotes the fullness of the planetary and angelic orders, mm. the fullness of the heavenly mansions, the fullest, the fullness of the moral order, mm-hmm. and the fullness of the energies and principles in the spiritual order. Mm. So if seven is the sum of four and three, it symbolizes the fullness of the universe in motion, four symbolizing the earth, three symbolizing heaven. Mm. Wow, seven. Yeah. In tarot, um, the pairing of the emperor and the empress, who are four and three, um, it gives the father and the mother, which I thought was really interesting, which is why I think, why specifically in relation to the dwarves, Mm -hmm. because they take her on, like, as their own child, Mm -hmm. and they love her. Yeah. Um... So, and this is actually really interesting. So, mm-hmm. in specific, this is a quote as well. In folk stories and legends, the number would seem to express the seven states of matter, the seven degrees of awareness, and the seven stages of evolution. And I have those. Mm-hmm. So, number one, awareness of the physical body, cravings satisfied simply and brutishly. Two, awareness of emotions and pulses become more complex through feeling and imagination. Mm-hmm. Number three. Awareness of intellect, and the uh, the individual classifies, arranges, and reasons. Number four, awareness of intuition. Mm. Relationship with the unconscious becomes apparent. Five, awareness of spirituality, detachment from worldly things. Mm. Six, awareness of will. 
thought is transmitted into action. And seven, awareness of life, directing the action towards eternal life and salvation. Mm. So seven is a pretty fucking heavy number. Yeah, that seven is like the number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking, I don't want to go over this without giving a shout out mm-hmm. to my boy, mm. David Fincher. You knew I was going there, Brandon. He knew I was going there. Oh, my God. David Finch. Uh-huh. My Finch. Mm-hmm. Love him. Anyways, so, but moving on from that. Wait, wait. Real quick. Yeah. So, the answer to life is seven. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. They're like, I didn't realize it's seven rings of hell. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> seven Did is I everything. peak at seven? Like, is it downhill from there? <laughs> Don't don't think about that. I'm thinking about. It. Don't think about that. I can't help. Oh my gosh. Seven. Well then, twenty seven. Can, can we pick up my whispers on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, seven. you know what? With that being said, then age seventy seven is going to be awesome. Seven. seven. I'm just gonna like <laughs> throughout the rest of this podcast. I'm just gonna occasionally be like seven. Please don't. Um. But yeah, bore. Mm-hmm. A boar can be, like, spiritual authority. Hmm. Um, re- uh, represents solitary life in the forest. Also can be the symbol of the devil because of gluttonous behavior. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was funny that, like, it was salted. And so salt actually is um, a symbol of spiritual nourishment. Hmm. So she was, like, in consuming this heart. And by salting it, she thought that she, I feel like she was, like, making it okay. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Even right? though she was um, actively cannibalizing. <laughs> yeah. Or she She's thought like, she was. It's okay. <laughs> Put some salt in salt bay. Please bless this meal that I'm about to consume. Salt. <laughs> exactly. I'm a little salty right now. I'm just a little jealous. <laughs> that's that's the real reason she used salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so a symbol that I thought that we isn't really talked about but it's kind of important um why 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 are there seven dwarves dwarves tell me why so dwarves are symbolically speakers of truth and reason and uh intuitive and they're guardians and they're they're counter they're usually like um companions of fairies and like elves and so contrary to popular lord of the rings belief Mm -hmm. there is less um hostility there Mm -hmm. Um, But they go into the mountain and they usually mine. And so speaking of what they mine, copper and gold. So copper is actually a symbol uh, of water and fertility and, of course, the sun because everything comes back to the fucking sun. Mm -hmm. So over the sun. (laughs) The sun gives life, Marina. And so but then there's also gold. And so gold is the most valuable of all metals because you can do so much with it and it never goes bad. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why that they were searching for it so i couldn't find any stuff in my dictionary um for like corset or lace or comb i could, i'm sure if i put more inf- effort into it but i i had tons of symbols in this yeah so um apple this is probably my favorite one because okay. i like when i was reading through it i was like of fucking course mm-hmm. first thing yeah apple of discord the mm-hmm. apple that paris gave aphrodite to show her that she to show everyone that she was the hottest hmm. remember that which hmm. ended up starting the trojan war mm-hmm. because she was like i'll give you a really i'll give you the most beautiful woman in the world mm-hmm. if you give me this apple and he was yeah. like yeah uh-huh. so the, and it ended up obstructing like 
so, like so much <laughs> destruct did i say obstructing i think i meant destructing is that a word Dis- yes destruct destruct is definitely a word marina i know that now <laughs> just looking off into the distance with the beer against her face lovecraft honestly i can't see where she's looking he's right behind you we all see hp lovecraft in the corner right it's he's on a book okay <laughs> he's, the, he's the one in the gold <laughs> like i wasn't worried until, until now, now. <laughs> um so anyways and then adam and eve mm-hmm. an apple signifies knowledge yeah. mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just i love it um, apples everywhere so wine why did they wash her hair with wine and water tell me marina wine is commonly associated with blood it's the beverage of life and immortality and mm. it like also is um it's it's a symbol of rebirth so like they were literally trying to resuscitate her by like washing her hair, hair with, with wine, wine. Yeah. which is really weird. I think, huh. but also, water is a breath of life, and I also thought I'd bring up baptism. Oh yeah, so Heck they were yeah. like trying to like bring her back, like as if she had sinned and done wrong. Mm-hmm. Which, if she had given into like, which I just want to touch back on red. If she ate the red part of the apple, thus giving into like maybe mm. uh, earthly desires, kind of like sex, libido, thus trying to bring her back. Everything's about sex. I just want to say that. Anyways. Eh. A lot in this. When it's the girls, it's typically about trying to keep, like, make sure that they protect their virtue. Their virtue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Owl. Wisdom. Athena. And in, this is something, this is the, I brought this in even though, um, even though I know it's not a culture that we're really, like, that I feel like would really affect the grim fairy tales, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, but wisdom, Athena, and then in Latin cultures, it has more of a morbid symbol. Its call can actually be kind of the call of death. Hmm. And specifically in Aztec culture, it was a symbol of like the god of hell, which I guess they not like yeah like Christian hell, but but like their like negative underworld. Mm. I think it was like Zabalba or something. Interesting. I'm just honestly taking mm. that from the road to El Dorado. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Or was it Shabalba? Shabalba. Remember when they were like, uh. when they were like, do where do you want us to put the gold in the temple or Shabalba? And the guys didn't know it. They were like Shabalba, oh. and they like were throwing it into the whirlpool. And they're yeah. like, where's what? the gold going? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That music. Can we just acknowledge how fucking hyphy it is? It is. So hyphy. It is so good. I feel like that that film is, like, underrated. It is. It is. DreamWorks did not do enough PR for them. No. You know what? The same thing with um, Iron Giant. Yeah. Sorry. Huge. Anastasia is, like, the only really successful one, I feel. Oh, right. Okay, but sorry. But now they're, like, showing them up because they've got a Broadway yeah. show. Okay. Giant sidetrack. But yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> back to symbolism ravens um so the raven the negative so actually negative representation of ravens has not um really mm. found until more recently mm. um it but in specifically scandinavian folklore which i think has more of a um influence on this story mm-hmm. scandinavian mythology two ravens are perched on uh, uh, uh odin's uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> just break out into song 
But I, I stumbled over Odin and then I just went with just it. just kept going. <laughs> yes. And went perched on Odin's throne. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of them have a name. Hugin and Munin. Mm-hmm. And so Hugin is mind and Munin is memory mm-hmm. and there are two wolves crouched beside the god and so the two ravens are supposed to stand for the creative and the two wolves are for this destructive principle hmm. which i thought was really interesting and also um i think also in latin cultures ravens also guide souls to their last journey i could be wrong about the culture but it's not hmm. a culture in direct relation to scandinavian but also touch back on ravens for scandinavian they were the ones who would they would fly over the the mm. carnage of the battlefield after after war. Why do these symbols just get me thinking of Game of Thrones? Because with the, George with the boar, R. Mar- yeah. George R. R. Martin is one of us. I know. I was about to say, like, when you were talking about the boar, I was like, oh my god. And then dwarves, I'm like, oh my god. And then, like, now, Raven, bitch. Oh, oh. And in, if you want to get into that, really, not right now, but mm-hmm. afterwards, yeah. There is a whole symbol for one eyed. There's a whole section for one eyed. Oh my gosh! In my in my book, so excited. All right, mm-hmm. dove, you already did it, mm-hmm. but I just was like, Holy Spirit represents Holy Spirit, purity, simplicity, peace, harmony. Yeah. Um. Now iron, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish iron. So let's talk about what the symbolism of iron is. Even though I totally just love my place, I'm um, gonna go back down. Okay. Imb- um, symbolizes durability, hardness, obstinacy harshness har- I don't know hardness and harshness is very close to each other and I thought that I did a repeat but I didn't no um and, and inflexibility mm-hmm. used for weapons of war and instruments of death harsh dark polluted and hellish strength hmm. so it's kind of like condemning this person who's already succumbed to her wicked ways to mm-hmm. being basically devilish Okay, yeah, so uh, the iron shoes and then... Having to dance in them. Huh. And I always thought, like, dance like the devil, but I tried to go into the symbolism of dance, but it was really giving me nothing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the next question would be, what type of dance? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no. Actually, it was the exact opposite in my symbolism. Really? It was something more holy. Re- yeah, yeah, which was no. like, I was like, I don't think that that's what they were... I unless think they the- were trying to be like... Here are some shoes about the wicked ways that you've done, but also mm-hmm. maybe by dancing, you're like dancing towards like God. I don't know. I mean, she is dying. Like in like a last rites kind of way. I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like ironic because like she salted the meat, the heart that she thought was Snow White's, and it's just like I don't know. Am I? Am I reaching? I might be reaching. Uh. I mean, I think we're both reaching. That's fine. For another drink. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I want pizza. Sorry. <laughs> we're ordering pizza after this. Um, anyways. But yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, can I just say this now that like I've just finished my symbolism? Yeah. I think we were all over the place, but this was a really fucking fun <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> I don't, I just want to say, I don't care if anybody listens uh-huh we need to do this for ourselves let's keep doing this and i'm this. glad that brandon <laughs> keeps smiling because it makes me think that he likes doing this <laughs> brandon <laughs> <laughs> he gets me you got a foot coming your way i'm just kidding oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like a foot from another direction <laughs> 
a giant foot just comes through the <laughs> fee five fo Brandon. <laughs> I was like, how is such... it's like like a toe or like how big is the foot? No, we cut that off. <laughs> we cut away. Cut the toe off. We cut. Oh my god. Get rid of your toe. <laughs> That's exactly how she sounded too. Get rid what? of your toe. What <laughs> <laughs> stepmother? Stepmother. Stepmother. Don't don't do that. Get rid of your towel. <laughs> hey, yeah, your heels disgusting. Cut, chop it off. <laughs> oh my god. How are you gonna get a man with those heels? Exactly. Oh my gosh. He's gonna be lying in bed at night, and you're gonna kick him with your heel. With your with your talons. <laughs> with, with your talons. <laughs> okay. Also, kind of kind of related. But not really. I'm crying right now, if you Why? can't tell. Because I was laughing Are you so much. Okay? <laughs> Brandon just checked to see if I was crying. He's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe you. Um, no, I was going to say, along with like the feminine stuff, the comb and the corset, they're just feminine items, I think, going back a long time. What do you think? Repeat that I zoned out for <laughs> Were you still thinking about the giant foot? I started thinking about our outro. I shouldn't be yelling into this mic. Our outro. Um, no, um, I was saying that the comb and the corset, you were saying you couldn't find symbolism for them. I mean, I could. I found there's there's a comb thing. Hold on. Brandon, can you hold this? Thank you. Hold her drink. Hold my drink. <laughs> I'm just going to look up the definition of comb. Not even the definition. Okay, so hmm. in this book, mm-hmm. um, so although the comb may be generally regarded as nothing more than, it, you know, why I didn't do it is mm. because in this book it really only touches on like the Japanese mythology behind it, which I was like, um, I don't know how much, but like, yeah, um, Probably the teeth of a comb yeah. stood for the rays of heavenly light penetrating into the person's beating through the crown of their head. Definitely not. Yeah. And so, again, a comb is what holds together the hair that is components of the individual's personality seen as strength, nobility, and capacity mm-hmm. for spiritual ele- elevation. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just like... No. Maybe... Hold on. Hmm. Hold on. Maybe that's why it was trusted. Because... Yeah. Be- Thank you. Give <laughs> <laughs> me my beer. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm saying that it might not be like the comb itself means something. I'm saying that it might just be like the corset and the comb. They're both feminine items. And like those are things that you trust your mom like in those times. And they're so, like, restraint. Yeah, they're restraint. So it's like, so it's like you like in those times you would trust your, your mom or like someone related to you if you didn't have servants to like lace up your corset for you. Yeah. And it's like brush your hair before bed sort of stuff. So it's like they're just like sim- like symbols. Not symbols, but like I guess a femininity and trust, if that makes sense. It's they're like they're like I, a feminine. I think that they're bonding still thing. symbols, but I don't think that their uh. meaning is um uh like hidden or like Mm. very deep it's very well, that's exactly yeah exactly exactly yeah no i agree yeah. yeah yeah so we're saying the same thing yeah in different words yeah 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 <laughs> seven <laughs> be good and pious everyone all right and they lived to be happily hung over after. after oh my god <laughs>